Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep with your host, Joel Conan. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I've bitten a penny. I will buy the stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to this Friday edition of Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep. Spencer Israel, as always, joined by Joel Elkanen and Dennis Dick. On the show today, we have some news out of OPEC. We've got a jobs number. We've got some earnings, mostly in the cloud stocks. So we'll get through all that and more. Our guest today, Fari Hamze from Hamze Analytics, long, long-time friend of the show. Was he your first guest on the show? If not, he was damn darn close. Uh, Brad's got it. Uh, Rich Tula. Okay. Well, yeah. Farah Holmes has been coming on the show for like six years now, so uh, he, he'll be joining us at like age fifteen. Uh, give us his views. Do you want to not hear how we bought markets. Rich on the show for the Brett, first the first guest? Yeah. Do you remember, Brett? We basically this is before we had the sophisticated setup that right. we have now. Right. Oh, and so, 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 we so. had Rich on the phone, and I think we were holding like a microphone to the to the phone to hear nice. rich talk nice. and we were broadcasting it what nice. what to see if we could dig that up in here. all right i'm well, sorry to interrupt no it's all answer. good it's all good so Fari will be joining us here in about 15 minutes uh joel will give us a quick update on what's happening overnight uh green up five and a half handles here we held the closing price of 1775 hit 27 and a half don't have much up there for you folks uh the interday high from monday that seems so long ago was 45 and a quarter uh, that fits in with the average daily range if we get a good jobs number here. OPEC down 23 cents at 58.20. We should talk about that OPEC meeting here. They're trying to figure out how to get oil to 60 bucks. I don't know if they'll ever figure that out. Gold in the red by 270 at 1280.40. Silver battling 17 bucks. Down 6.4 cents at 16.905. Consolidation in Bitcoin. The future's down $25 at $7,395. let us bring in Triple D. Triple D, any ex- – I, I know last night wasn't exciting as Wednesday night, but any uh, any nice moves after hours you'd like to talk about? It's always nice moves after hours. It just depends on what you consider a nice move. <laughs> so um, – Nothing yeah, left. it was actually quite – it was quiet. We had a lot of earnings news, though. So we had a lot of earnings movers last night. We also had um, – well, that was the bulk of it, really. It was the earnings news. It was actually a pretty quiet night. So I think, you know, the biggest mover from this morning, actually, and one of the stocks widely followed, Zoom. Zoom is uh, getting hit here this morning. I think we should go and start there. Okay. Zoom reporting earnings yesterday after the close, uh, their Q3 just EPS, uh, one cent versus a three cent estimate sales of 166 million versus 154 million. So mixed report uh, for the Q3 EPS miss and a sales beat. As far as Q4 guidance is concerned, the EPS came in above estimates. Sales guidance also above estimates. Fiscal year uh, EPS guidance higher than estimates. Fiscal year sales guidance also higher than estimates. So um, good guidance from Zoom yesterday, but uh, mixed Q3 results. Let's take a look at that uh, after hours chart there and see Actually, uh, the I, action I stay, there from I last corrected. night. I stand corrected. The Q3 EPS was $0.09. Cents for okay, bring us up, up the after hours chart. Stock so is now down. 
Stock's down 8% here in the pre-market. It's taking out the low of the move right now, low of the recent move, December the 3rd, 66.05. So then you start going and cascading back. The all-time low is $60.96. You're within striking distance of that. I don't think you're going to see that here today. Uh, but we are still leaking here. We haven't really like bounced. And obviously, you know, sometimes you get the earnings, you know, initial move, and then you get a bounce and a little bit of relief and, you know, and, and obviously don't retest that. We are not that far from the low, which we were around $62. So we were off the lows from after hours last night, but not completely off far enough that I don't think it's in play. So I would say two things. One, actually the all-time low was back when the stock had it's, uh, just two days after its IPO, 59.94. You got a retest of that back in October. So we'll call that whole area $60 major support. That's the area that Zoom absolutely needs to hold. Who trained you? You are amazing. I know. It's, 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 I don't wonder who trained me on the technicals. I'm like looking at this. I'm like, okay, this is what I'm going to talk about. Well, I, I totally took everything he was just going to talk about. Everything I was going to say. I know. I just stole uh, everything you were going to say. Um. What I like about the, we were talking about this uh, stock with Sean on Wednesday, and you know we like the service, right? <laughs> but good thing we don't own the stock. We just don't yet. like the valuation. Yeah, we don't like the valuation. So is this enough? You know, is this going to get us in range? You know, to where it gets down to decent valuation? I still don't think so. But I'll be. I'll well, be, are they projected to make money anytime soon, Mister Israel? What were their guidance looking like? Yeah, they made money last quarter. Oh, they did make some money. They made money. Yes. How much they make? They made nine cents per share. Okay, so when you throw it on a valuation, nine cents, and you, you don't realize that you're all into the hundreds in the PE. So, still difficult as a, year, as a PE type of guy. And obviously, we know we it's growth at a reasonable price. I don't mind paying up if I believe that eventually they can work into the multiple. Uh, I'm not sure about this one. I haven't analyzed it enough. I like the product. I like the service. I don't think it's going away. I think it's an excellent service. It's just a matter of is the stock price an excellent buy, you know, in that 60 support area. Started there, second time there. This would be the third time down there if it goes back and tests that. I mean, it's critical that it holds it. Right. Uh, and of all, we've tried a lot of different services for the show, right? We were live the best one. for a while and by far there's the best one. And I thought I heard that they're actually trying to come out with like a, a phone service too. I'm not sure. I, I like it. I mean, yeah. we used to use Skype. That was just hiccups all over the place. They did the that on purpose. Skype did that on purpose. Microsoft did that on purpose because we were not using the Skype for business. So they were listening into the show. And they <laughs> so they didn't want us to pay more. So we paid something, but they wanted us to pay more. So they were giving us hiccups. Yes. <laughs> Joel's conspiracy theory. <laughs> I, this one I do believe because it, <laughs> you get your conspiracy. I believe my own conspiracy theory. All right, all right, all right. I think we're off to pre-market low. We're off enough where the pre-market low where I don't. It was actually an after-hours low. Don't think we're going to get back down there. Sixty-one seventy-five. That's your pre-market low. I'll just be patient to see what the washout is from this one. See if you get a shot at that, you know, the 60 bucks. If you're going to take a, a flyer on it here and buying it at the 64 area, you know, give yourself at least a buck under that 60 level, you know, for a longer term trade, if you're looking at kind of any kind of retracement. But uh, zoom down uh, $6.03 here, 63.64. Let's go one way going in the opposite direction. It's Ulta Beauty, U-L-T-A. After their absolute disaster, and I mean epic disaster last quarter when the stock lost almost 100 bucks. This one's a little bit of a relief. It's getting a 20-point pop back up. And Spencer, 
They must have did okay. Yeah, it definitely was not a disaster. Not like last quarter. Q3 EPS, $2.25 versus a $2.13 estimate, so they beat that number there. Sales missed uh, very slightly, just by hair, $1.68 versus $1.69 billion. Comps up 3.2%. You always like to see that from brick-and-mortar retail. I can go back to see what the comps were last quarter or from their last report, and I – don't see it quickly, so I'm going to move on. Um, they narrowed their uh, fiscal year EPS guidance. They narrowed the range, uh, but it's well within the estimate and uh, fine quarter. You know they're expanding into Canada, Dennis, too. All tough? Yeah. Yep. I didn't know that. Uh, I'm excited for that. Uh, yeah, I need, I you know, my, you know, to fix up this hair somehow. So maybe Ulta Beauty will help me with that. <laughs> they could be a sponsor of the show. Yeah. Uh, well, the good news for investors is it's trading up 19.76. That's 8%. The bad news is is that you're way off the high already. So the uh, the after hours high came in at 263.77. Getting close to that 267 and a quarter high. That's been the high ever since the disaster. Exactly. Exactly. So that's what I'd be holding out for. You know, if, uh, you know, that area, if, it, if you get, but the fact that you're seven bucks off the high, yeah. I don't know, makes you think that the little people that got caught up there are going to be selling. But um, keeping an eye on that pre-market high as well as 267 and a quarter. I mean, the levels just seem to work in a lot of cases. And, you know, we, we obviously keep our technical analysis very simple on the show. We look at old highs and, you know, can they match them or not? I mean, look at the trading action in Etsy yesterday on the downgrade and went down and absolutely kissed the November low and bounced right off of it. So if you look, you know, and I'm, I'm just, you know, I'm going on a little tangent here just to talk about the technicals, but 3981 was the low on November the 13th. Yesterday's low, 3976, so within a nickel of it. And then if you come and you look and it bounced over a dollar off of that low. So these lows can come into play when a stock has, you know, news on it that's driving it down. A lot of times it'll find that next major support level and bounce off of it. Obviously, that one was very well defined, you know, and also is a nice spot because it's through the 40. So it could hit some stops at 40 if people are using the psychological $40 level. And, and trades through a little bit and then bounces. So, I mean, support held in Etsy for now. I agree. No, I know. I'd like, I know you had that on a swing trade yesterday. Yeah. And I, and I kept a little, so this is how I did it. I should have just sold all of it on the open, but I talked about on the show. I was like, it absolutely needs to hold that support. You know, my original was going to be at the 4169, the little double bottom there. It obviously opened a dollar and a half through there. So I'm like, I'm close enough to the support where I probably, you know, can go to that next support level. I'm risking another 50 cents to get out the next support level. So I sold half. I sold half on the opening print of 40 and a half. And then I was like, I'll ride the other half to that support level. If it bounces there, it's still in the trade. If it you know, obviously takes it out, then I was ready to get out. It bounced for, for, for day one. So, you know, that still, you know, you don't want to let a swing trade become an investment. So you definitely have to have an out. But when it's opening right into the next support level, I mean, why not, you know, take it to there? I mean, I've already lost a dollar and a half. I'll, I'll risk another 50 cents to see if it will bounce there. And it did, you know, so maybe I should have just held it all. But I was like uncomfortable. I just, I sold half. Right, you kind of got sideswiped. Up on the opening print, forty. I think forty and a half is where it opened. 
I would yeah. keep for for Etsy bulls here. I'd keep an eye on forty two bucks. We're a buck away from yesterday. Um, you had your your low on Wednesday at forty one ninety seven. You almost filled that gap yesterday. You missed it by uh, fifteen cents. Forty one eighty two high. Sold off, uh, closed the day, still down at 41.07. But I think if this could get back above 42, at this point, I'd rather buy it at 42 than 41. You know, at least it'd be showing some strength here. So that's my setup here in Etsy. Uh, they sell crafts online, correct? Like yeah. people make crafts and then sell yeah. them. Okay. Exciting. I know Dana did use uh, Etsy a lot for gifts for her bridesmaids for her wedding. So I know it, it's are. actually a pretty cool service. And I, like I said before, my brother-in-law sells, you know, he he's, does woodworking and he sells crafts on there as well. And he does very well off it. Like he's actually gets so busy sometimes that he's just doing, you know, the woodworking and he's like, Oh, I got to make another one of these and simple little woodworking projects, but he sells them and he's got orders like a backlog of orders on there. So it actually works quite well. You know, if you're crafty, I, I, I myself am not crafty at all. So I actually believe well, it or not, failed art in grade three you know, I, I don't I, know there's a lot of kids that got an f in art you but want, I you actually want, i'm pretty sure we've discussed this previously did we, did we discuss this yeah I, I, because I, my mom I, went in i think and so. she complained she's like how can you possibly give you know my grade three student an f in art like how can you do that and she's like have you seen his artwork and then she showed like a couple pieces of the artwork and my mom hung her head and walked out <laughs> you know what I felt- my artwork was I, you know what I, I didn't care about art I like numbers I got an A plus in math F in art I put all my eggs in one basket it was always math I am not crafty at all my five year old is can draw better than I can I'm you terrible know, artist terrible I, artist I failed art in sixth grade oh my goodness me and Joel have something in common <laughs> did you really yes I did Mrs. <laughs> we both failed art <laughs> Mrs. Kemming was my teacher how did you fail art I was well I just didn't do the projects I mean, I, I think a little bit of that was. In yeah, there I mean, I was. And uh, so here's the thing. My parents, this is back in the old times, used to give like gifts to all the teachers. Right. And we used to give like jars of jelly or, you know, something or whatever. I put the I never gave her the Christmas gift. I kept it in my locker and I ended up throwing it out at the end of the year. <laughs> I hope Mrs. Cummings not listening today. I'm not sure she's alive today. Joel was always a troublemaker in school, though. He was one that was always in the office. Back then, they could give you the strap. Joel's hands were all beat up from the strap for too many times. Did you get the strap? I, uh, I only, I uh, the only co, the only teacher that ever hit me was uh, my gym teacher. <laughs> oh my god, my eight, gym eight. teacher! He thought you'd be good at gym. <laughs> Getting out of control, Coach Jones. And you know what he used to do? And it wasn't too bad. He'd line every, you know, you had to swim. And uh, he'd go, a lot of times he'd go, first one in the pool. And then, you know, and then he'd go, first one in the pool gets a SWAT. And, like, I, I didn't hear the SWAT part. So I jumped in the pool. So I jumped. So he, so he hits you. Just with the, just oh with the kickboard. Gracious. With right. the kickboard. <laughs> It's actually, the rules have changed quite a bit since me and Joel went to If DP is ago. listening, DP will know this story. All right, anyway. let's bring on our guest today. Farmer Hamza from, uh, from Hamza Analytics joins us periodically to uh, give us his view on the markets from down in Naples, Florida. Uh, Fari, good morning. Can you hear me? Oh, yes, I can hear you. Can you, can you hear me? Well, we can hear you. Uh, we hear you. We want to see you, though, too. Turn that video camera on. Camera is on. Oh, there we go. Some of my video. 
He's coming. He's coming. There he is. Right. Is it balmy right. down there in uh, Naples? It is freezing my ass right no. now. Let me tell you the temperature right now. I'm just looking it up right now. What is it? It is 51 degrees. 51? We're almost 51 in Detroit. What happened? I don't know. That. Why am I paying for this real estate? Yeah. You, you got to move to the Motor City. We get this nice weather here in December. Hey, let me talk about Motor City. You haven't seen so many Lambos in one place. There's, there's a few of those. We've got a couple yeah, of Tesla's. The, the soup up. Nazi has a Lambo. That's <laughs> All right, Fari, what's been on your radar here the past few weeks? A uh, little bit of volatility, a few biotech games, uh, which I'm not an expert at, but I mean, I deal with a few guys, including the Admiral, who does a lot of biotech stuff. A um, little bit of uh, you know, divergence uh, in the marketplace. We've had a series of uh, multi week. Uh, higher highs in like S&P, and I can probably maybe share a screen. I don't know. Sure. Yeah, uh, we like your one share screen. There we go. What do we got here? Let's see. How do I share that, baby? Oh, there's a share. Okay. And uh, here's the, there we go. There's a share. You should be able to see that. Okay. So I had the Skype on before for business. I took it down. I should make sure you guys can see me. You can see it. All these, all, all, all through these rise, especially when we left this plateau. This is an all-time high. As we make new all-time highs, here. It updates that. As we lift this area, we start getting a lot of divergence. That is the 80% the, the of US equities, which is represented by SPX, on a cap-weighted basis, is rising, but, and, and so is NDX. So the, the big heavy NASDAQ, uh, tech names, big heavy industrials, so are all rising. But we're having a problem on two things. A, agnostic client line, which is very old school, look at things. Two, Russell and uh, transportation, which is new stuff to look at. Transportation says, hey, the forward economy doesn't look all that good. If it does, I would be rising too. And Russell says, hey, I'm not sure I'm going to get in the market and risk here. So those two uh, start giving us a little bit of heart heartburn. Advanced decline is old school. You can't just rise on uh, a few names. you got to have the whole market come up. So that's why we had this drop there. That was a 1% drop in one day. Obviously, uh, some of you guys get my reports. I, you know, we do put, put, put spread, call spread. That was a nice, juicy return. But I didn't do too well with the, uh, 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 what do you call it, with the time and digest. As a, you know, on the cash basis, I was not doing well. On the derivative basis, we killed it here. Made, made up from some of these stopped out issues. Um, now, then we got long. Just you have to see the signal levels, how much we drop. That's a negative, too. That's a buy signal right there. Plus, it was a... Uh, 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 hammer. You get a hammer in off of a negative two signal. I mean, you just you just close your eyes, hold your nose, and you buy. And so it's been okay. Um, I'm looking for an M, tilted M, so that it would have a. Let's see how what's a good example like like this. This is a good M. Okay, you know, you you come up, you drop, you build the bottom, come back. The next level is lower, and then you're gonna buy. Except I believe up here, as we get into the issues we're facing. Also, you already see housing issues. You see a little bit, not much, but more, more even manufacturing, the data, the fundamentals also supporting it. We should be set up for a downside. But for now, market says stay long. Market says, hey, yeah, we have divergence, but uh, you were not sharp enough. And maybe you have to, you know, maybe try Uber for a while and then come back and trade again. So we'll see. You know, market will humble all of us. 
We're on the line with Fari Hamzy of Hamzy Analytics doing the show with his colorful analysis. Uh, Fari, I just we haven't talked about OPEC this week, and I know you followed the oil market. Tikodos, Tikodos, Captain Tico. Would you like to get, well, get, that was my next question. What? Well, uh, yeah, well, he wants his own interview. He doesn't want to share. He's blonde. He doesn't want to share. So tell us, tell us about what is Captain, Captain Tico saying about this? I mean, obviously they're having the meeting coinciding with the Aramco IPO, how, how nice that, that is. I mean, they're basically doing everything they can to get oil over 60 bucks and get it rallying to the upside. Well, we're going to give you a rare view. Are they going to be our, able to do it? Are they going to be able to do we're it? We're going to give you a rare view of our OTF charts. Okay. Okay. Thank you. I, and this is uh, usually we don't share at all, but, uh, this is a, uh, a special occasion. This is a uh, this is F20, so that's the uh, Jan contract, and you could see how these parameters are lining up. This is your what we call the uh, B, B targets and K targets, Bijan bands and Kepler bands. Of course, the internal is how Arando computes this. You could see the bounces. So we had a nice drop here, but th this was not predicted. Okay, it's just that we knew it was squeezed. They had to expand. You just don't know which way. But once that broke, it was a nice ride down. Um, they, but Tico did not participate here. Here, he was sitting there like a shark because we had a very extreme CI, negative CI reading. And so last few days and nights, I should say, uh, yeah, last, uh, yeah, last week or so, he's popping champagne over at Vicente, uh, the cigar bar we remember of. So his view is, First of all, he was disappointed with Aramco. That IPO was quarter what it's supposed to be. Okay. And part of it has to do with the MBS's uh, behavior. Secondly, long-term, we believe that oil, or at least Captain Tico believes, that oil is highly overpriced right now. Or what we see in the economy, what we see in at Russell, what we see in the uh, data, uh, I think we probably got at least a 10 bucks too much in oil. If that goes down there, we're going to have a totally different environment, including fracking, including Putin, all that stuff. So, but this was a nice surprise up. I thought actually when this, got, this part got started, after consulting with the captain, that this could be the beginning of that move down. But remember, markets go to extremes and they have to correct. And we have, we have mean reversion. This was a nice, I mean, especially this area. You have a, this is a K band and B band, right? This is your B band on the downside. This is your K band on the downside. We always look for confluence, even beyond that. So, at, while you can, these are block trades, remember, these are large block trades, 1,000 barrel of contract. This is a heavy duty trade. As you get through this, you start wondering, remember, you're looking at it like this. You, this is how you're seeing it as it comes in. You know, it's one tick at a time, right? One boy at a time. Sorry, I went too far. Uh oh. Hold up. You see, you're getting the impression. It's, it's getting one. Oh, come on. This overshoots a little bit overshoots. Hold on. It kind of looks like an echocardiogram. Yeah. yeah well, it, it's, it's <laughs> showing you the excesses on each side. But think of it. You're going to see only one bar at a time, just like there, right? We don't know where this end is. As we cross this crossover, and we're still below both of them, that is a heavy-duty cell alert. That this, this drop has already started, leaving the mean reversion. Further, going through the target bands further. Where is this going to go? And I said, okay, maybe it's 10 bucks drop is coming. But they bought it. They bought it, and it's coming back up. I think I was very disappointed in the IPO. 
Uh, you have to dug in and find out, yeah, why only 25 billion? Is it just psychologically they want to say this is the biggest? Originally, MBS was looking for 100 billion. Why? They've been losing, they've been spending about 75, 80 billion a year from the, the sovereign fund. Uh, why? The BE is too high, break even on their, their budget, given what they promised as a, you know, the welfare state. I mean, the, Saudi Arabia is probably the largest welfare state by any, other than US, uh, except that they're doing it from exports, you know. And, uh, they, but, but they spent 20% of their fund last year. Just can't keep on doing that with all their grandiose plan. Uh, you know, and they're, they're, no, they're, they're no different than uh, uh, Putin, you know, the, Russia, the single commodity economy, and oil to them is crucial. Two things matter, technology and higher price. If this drops, our technology doesn't matter much, and the income really, really drops. So they had to do, take some action. I don't think uh, this was a good IPO, but you know, time will, time will tell and history will judge them. Now guys, it's 8.25, I gotta get out of here. Any All right, questions? I was gonna say, There's no, no, farmers coming out. no, you gotta get out, so we'll uh, let I gotta get out too, we're both gonna trade this, Fari. All right, have a good one, Fari. Good Thank talk. you guys, see you All later. Right. See you, Fari. Bye-bye. All right, so uh, it's 8.25, yeah. we've got about five minutes before this jobs number's coming out, we're looking for, I, I think this will be a rather quiet one. Um, Sometimes I'm not sure. get the fireworks, though. Yeah, but I'm not sure how much is really, I mean, Fed policy at this point, it seems like we're, you know, seems pretty spelled out uh, from the last meeting. So anyway, we're looking for 186,000 non-farm jobs added last month, 0.3% for the wage growth, 3.6% unemployment. Those are the estimates. We'll get that number in five minutes. I don't, I, personally, I'm not expecting much fireworks, but I guess we'll see. We got the TLT trading slightly higher and we got the banks trading slightly higher. You don't normally see that, but the moves are so slight in the TLT here that I think it's just the overall market probably holding up the banks here. So obviously those are usually your biggest movers. You know, the banks can sometimes move actually in the opposite direction um, with, you know, the banks wanting higher rates and sometimes the market likes lower rates. So just keep an eye on that. Yeah, as well. I mean, do we really know? I mean, what, the, I mean, this is all, What's the Fed's next move going to be, right? Not, you, nothing. I, th I mean, nothing. Right. I, I, I firmly agree. I don't think uh, I don't think interest rates are certainly going to ratchet up higher until we see some major inflation. And I really don't see any need for them to go lower. But I, we said that three, four months ago with the- You're calling, you're calling crickets? Yeah. Well, I, yeah. I mean, I'm, I think it's going to be a good number. Uh, what do they What do they look out for? Like uh, our What's a preview? Are they, do we have a preview of the number? I just gave you some numbers. Yeah, we get more. Give it to us again. We weren't listening. <laughs> okay, hundred eighty six thousand is the non farm payroll estimate. Okay, one eighty six. Okay. Employment three point six percent. Those are the two headline numbers that we always watch for. What happened last quarter? Or last uh, month? Last yeah, month. I have it up in a different screen. Let me get it for you. One second. Uh, da, 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 da. last month was 128,000 non-farm. All right. So, okay. It's going to be, it's going to, I think you're going to see a little bit of movement here. So I'm actually going to get okay. ready to go. We'll let you go. go before, go, go. before we go, just quickly, um, if you want to look at imbalances from people are asking, um, I, I just gave Johnson Johnson 23,000 to sell. It's pretty small. Disney just went scratch. Uh, if we look here, CRM is a big one that stands out 52,000 to sell this morning in, in CRM. 
that's somewhat significant there. I also look at Southern, SO, 33,000 a cell, stands out a little bit. Sometimes utilities can have a move off of this number there too. Remember Correct. the utilities, you usually move with the TLT, you see the TLT rally, you'll see the utilities pop up there as well. So keep that relationship in mind. Um, Baba's 21,000 a cell, those trading higher. Remember Alibaba's got the Hong Kong listing now, so it's already trading actively overseas. Twitter, 26,000 a cell, trading slightly higher. I don't see too much though. They're pretty small here yet. Obviously, institutions keeping their orders close, yep. uh, and, and before before we see this jobs number. Okay, all right. Uh, I'll be back at you in five minutes. All right, here uh, Spinner saying ADP on Wednesday was bad, so that could yeah, be indicative yeah, that's true. of a that's miss. True. I mean. What could be bad? I mean, what, what's unemployment at? 3.6%? Yep, and yeah, that's what I mean, they're, they're looking forward to stay there. But <laughs> ADP was like, he's right, ADP on Wednesday, we got 67,000 uh, jobs versus 140,000 estimates. So light on that figure. So, yeah, I mean. How much lower can unemployment go? A little bit. Well, it, it ticked up. A smidge. A smidge, yeah. yeah. So it, it can get back to where it was a few months ago. But I, I mean, I don't, I don't know how much it can, lower it can get than three, than three percent, three and a half percent. Right. Well, I mean, I mean, if you look at some of the, of course, everyone knows, everyone knows the real question is underemployment, not unemployment. Oh yeah. Yep. Everyone knows that that's the question, underemployment and wage growth. But I don't know if the Fed actually looks at. I'm sure the Fed does, but Fed already has the numbers, right? Yeah. <laughs> Fed knows. <laughs> the Fed knows. Uh, so we will. Let's just look at this. Just forgetting all the. Uh, possibilities of the number let's just look at this technically and your pre-market high comes in at 2750 now my level there's nothing above that i mean really the way remember we came down hard on friday we had the overnight high at 58 interday high was 45 and a quarter so if we do sneak through that pre-market high i i would not want to be short there's just really nothing in there until I got a weekly number of 3850. That's kind of out of the realm, uh, not out of the realm of the possibilities, but there's a big number. On the downside here, we had that nice rally overnight. We're holding 22 and a quarter. That's mid-range on the session. So, so if we see if we can hold the 22 and a quarter, uh, we just dipped under the 22 and a quarter. So if you had a bid there, you got popped. And now we are taking out the pre-market high. Pre-market high was 27 and a quarter. Wow. What's up here? Let me. Um, oh man, 266,000. Remember, the estimate was 186 for non farms. 266,000 jobs added last month. Big beat on the estimate and a big beat month over month. Unemployment ticked down back to where it had been 3.5%. That's a beat on the 3.6% estimate. Private payrolls also higher than the estimate. So, a big, big month for the economy and jobs added uh, in November. Unemployment down, uh, non-farm payrolls up, private payrolls up. Uh, wow, big beat. Okay, so that, that takes an interest rate cut off the table until June, in my, in my, in my prediction here. I, no interest rates cuts until June. Uh, no matter what Trump wants the Fed to do, we have no interest rates coming, maybe in all of 2020. How's that for a prediction? Wow. And... Maybe maybe the economy's too hot. Maybe we're gonna have inflation. Maybe interest rates are going up because that's what the banks are thinking right banks now. Are BAC. Banks are beating, man. Look at that. BAC up 52 cents here at 3361. 
Uh, so we went from city group, same thing. Yeah, we went from an inverted yield curve uh, a couple of weeks ago now to worrying about rampant inflation with this hot number. TLT puked on that big time. We were up 12, 19 cents. We're now down a buck. So we just dropped about dollar thirty on the TLT. So like you said, that is going to be good for the banks. You're going to see the utilities roll over a week already. The XLU down at sixty three twenty, so which is down twenty cents. So um, that's what we're seeing. Definitely, um, there was some movement off of this. Banks really ripping on it. Yeah, well, you they, there was a little dip. It I, was uh, like a little fit. It was, and I was like, oh, oh, and then I was like, oh no, they ripped it. So yeah. it's so quick. I, I mean, oh, I but, used to be able to trade these numbers really well at eight thirty, and it's so fast now. It's so hard to compete with you know the HFT guys because they're all over it. They're all over those relationships. I mean, they know the TLT going down. They're gonna start buying the hell out of the banks. So same thing. Um, you know, we 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 saw we saw some big movement. Um, yeah. And obviously, S and P's have ripped up almost a point here too, or ten points. Yeah, so, yeah. almost up a buck. Now, a little dip. Where did they? Yeah. Get, uh, where did they get to on that? It, it was because the market goes so wide, and it gets boop, boop, and buy sell is usually a head fake, and then they start ripping it. Right. Uh, so we've taken out the pre-market high, uh, which is good. We hit thirty-one, thirty-two. As I mentioned, above that pre-market high, I mean. There's just nothing in here. I mean, very little, but we'll keep an eye on that wherever the pre-market high is. Uh, next target for me would be 31.3850. And then based on the nine day trading range, 42 and a quarter. And then Monday's interday high at 45 and a quarter, which is 14 handles away. So good number, good things here. So uh, I guess unless you're on the TLT, you're pretty happy uh, with the report. You want to go back? Uh, well, to- while all that was happening, uh, at, at, at 827, Alexion shares were halted, ALXN. Uh, they're out with some news that the board has decided unanimously not to conduct a proactive sale process. Uh, shares will resume at 9 a.m. So, so you They were putting the stock for sale and now they're not? They're not going to conduct a proactive sale process. Well, is this I, known yesterday? Because the stock puked yesterday. Be, would not be in the. We best both me and Joel both look at the chart and like, okay, well, this must have been out yesterday. Stock <laughs> dumped eight bucks yesterday. I'm just telling you what the headline came out at 8:31 says. Okay. So not for sale. Not for sale. Not not going to yeah essentially not put themselves up for sale. Mm-hmm. All right. That's never usually a good headline. But again, maybe a lot of this was priced in with the $8. Maybe I don't follow the stock closely enough to tell you. I know, yeah. Resumption. Doesn't sound good. Right, right. It just, they like sales. Yeah, we'll see what happened. Uh, we'll see what happened on this one. Stock has had a rough <laughs> Man, time. that move is suspicious. Holy cow. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe they – was it out? Was no. There, was there a headline no, out? It was not. There's a reason the stock is halted now. Okay. <laughs> that movie is no, no comment no comment oh uh, my gosh okay no more conspiracy theories on this. Yeah, we all know that everybody always you know never trades on insider information and everything is clean in this markets all right <laughs> let's get back to the earnings here because there are a lot we didn't get to and we talked yeah. about, we talked about the cloud names but we didn't talk too many of them let's talk cloud dairy here. there's a ton of them yeah let's talk uh, the cloud dairy is the one i wouldn't go to you go okay. ahead we'll do cloud dairy oh, sean you likes it where would you go? It's up eight percent. Where would you go? Oh, it's just a boring stock. I mean, there's so many. It could go like CrowdStrike is a big one there. That's widely well, traded right now. OKTA is widely traded. 
clutter just a little bit. It's a ten dollars stock is a little more boring. But if you like ten dollars stocks, we'll do it for our ten dollars stock well, and for Sean Udall. If you're moving this morning, so a Q3 EPS three cent loss versus six cent loss estimate. They beat that figure. Sales also beat one ninety eight versus one eighty nine million dollars. Thoughts, Joel? Uh, let's see here. You popped and you're pulling back a little bit here. So I'll keep an eye on that after hours high 1110. You peeled back only to 1077. I mean, I just, I don't know. This is a pretty, pretty thick, eh, 6 million shares traded. We'll see what happens at 11. If in fact you could get back up there. So for now, just based on the stocks movement, it's average daily range and everything. It's going to have to prove to me that it could get through that 11, 11, 10 area, close over 11, and then uh, just keep on going. Uh, on a pullback here, you're a ways away from the top of yesterday's range. That's way down at uh, 10, 10, 07. So don't think we're going to see that either. But important for the stock to, uh, to get over, close over 11 today for me. All right, CrowdStrike is one of these IPOs that is underwater this year. Uh, Q3 EPS, they reported last night, $0.07 cent loss versus an $0.11 cent loss estimate, so that's a beat. Sales, $125 versus $118 million. That's also a beat. Did they give any guidance? They did. Q4 EPS guidance was higher than estimates. Q4 sales guidance, also higher than estimates. Full year 20 uh, EPS guidance also higher than estimates and the full year 20 sales guidance higher than estimates. So good guidance. Sounds pretty good. Good guidance for the quarter and for the year from CrowdStrike. Not getting that much of a pop though. Oh, I know. I know. And that's concerning. 60 is like the ultimate level in this thing. It's a long ways away from there, but when I bring up this chart that just, you know, sticks out like a sore thumb. You go stealing my levels again. That's a long way. That's six bucks away though. So that's not coming into play. I'm just saying you're in the middle of nowhere here. I don't. I'm not coming in. Get up near 60, I'd be selling the hell out of it. But, um, you know, it's in the yeah. middle of nowhere. I don't see. I think this is a wild pitch or this is, you know, one of those curveballs. It's going to be uh, really yeah. hard to hit this pitch. It's one of those uh, Gaylord Perry spitballs, actually. Oh, uh, yeah. It's impossible. Because you even uh, you had an initial, uh, initial spike down to 48.85, and then they ripped it. So, I don't think we're going to see 48.85. Let's see from yesterday's range or what from the uh, after hours here, pre-market, your high is 56.35. So there's a target. And then on the downside, yes, boy, this thing moves. Holy mackerel. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you're going to, if you want to try and pick this thing up, uh, maybe wait to see if it comes down to the close of 52.95 and lean on yesterday's low. But just like Dennis said, this is the middle of nowhere. A lot of people want to talk about our age from yesterday. I really don't know what to say about our age, except I wish I owned it like Warren Buffett here. Does Jason uh, still have it? I don't know. Is Jason here yet? Jason was all over this one for years. I don't, I don't know if he bought it. Tesla on our age. That's Jason Rasnick's it, calls, man. I, I tell you, man. He was all over these two Jason, stocks. I, sometimes the wives make the best. Yeah. I honestly don't get it. Like, I don't get the you know go and buy a five thousand dollar couch thing i've been in that store once and everything looked like you were saying we've said this before it looks like there's antiques and everything looks like it's like 10 times more money than it should be but i guess they sell some stuff so i don't know who's it's not definitely not me buying the five thousand dollar couch but um there's some people that obviously buy the stuff because the stock has been an unbelievable performer dennis they don't sell five thousand dollar car couches at garage sales well, and that's what it feels like, doesn't it? Oh, I, I know. There's rips. It feels in like it. kind of like a garage sale. 
like the you stuff feel, that's in there. It's you old. Like if you go in it's, there, it's new. The stuff is brand new, but they've made it look old. I guess that's I guess that's cool. I, I guess know. if you go in there and you like spill something on like the couch or something while you're on it, it they don't even care because it did. <laughs> uh, you know, unbelievable stock though. So you can't Let's argue with this. It's new all time highs again. I've never understood this one. Why this stock gets so much love, but it does. So is it subscription? Don't you have it? Yeah, there we go. Stock hands. What kind of subscription thing do they have? You can subscribe they to buy a store that has get their magazine. Thing? I don't know. Maybe we should go to subscription service. We messed up. Yeah. We, we, anyway, we, you know who I, got this one dead right? And this is when this party started. Back in 2016, Goldman upgraded this to buy when it was oh, about $30. That. And the stock went up. And I, you can probably see the candle day. It went up going up like 10 points the next day. And I was like, this is the most ridiculous move ever. It never looked back. It just kept going and running. It was like it went from thirty to like forty that on that Goldman August, upgrade. Do you remember was, that? That was August eighteenth. Do you remember that of twenty of twenty what 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 year? Twenty sixteen. You got it. Oh, right. Twenty sixteen. Okay, so maybe I'm wrong. It was August eighth, so it didn't run that much, but it ran a lot that one day. I, I think it was like right in there. Maybe it was thirty three to thirty. It went up like fifteen or twenty percent on that upgrade, and it felt like a ridiculous move. It just kept going. It's never stopped. Stock's been unbelievable. I would just, if I was in this, I would just look at the close. The close and the high right there, right at the same area for each other. 33.17 was the close, all-time high there, uh, right at 233.33. So that's your area. Down a little bit in the pre-market. Take that out. Keep on going. But uh, if you're on lawn this thing and, you know, you're getting a little nervous about the move yesterday, just see if uh, you get the all-time closing high, you know, continuation, I guess the best thing would be for some consolidation and now they move higher. S&P still ripping. Ripping. Ripping, ripping up 18 and a half. As I said, man, above that pre-market high, there was nothing in there, and there's nothing in there. Uh, 38 and a half is a weekly swing, swing number, and in order to get back to Monday's interday high, 45 and a quarter, folks. That's uh, that's what the interday high. That's wow, big high. Yeah, between 9.30 and 4.15. That's what I mean by um, interday. Uh, what else? Back, yeah. back to the cloud. Back we, to the we cloud. We can go to Okta, OKTA. Had earnings yep. yesterday as well. $0.07 cent loss on their EPS versus $0.12 loss estimate. Sales, $153 versus $143 million. So beat and beat. As far as guidance is, is concerned, they gave it for the uh, Q4. EPS guidance beat, sales guidance beat, full gear 20 EPS guidance beat, sales guidance beat. So uh, same story here uh, as before. You know what? Wow, this stock's really held up well compared to the other ones in the sector, right? Am I am I correct here? Uh, a lot of them come back. A lot of them, but this never really. Like look at ServiceNow. ServiceNow has come way back. I mean, a lot of these things were just, mer remember NOW? What was that on that like some executive left and it got down like in the one 80 area that night in the after hours we're going back to october 23rd you won't see it on the chart because it never even came close to trading down there during the day but do you remember that the uh, washout it wasn't, wasn't the exact the, the exact left it wasn't just some executive it was the ceo and, and where did he go he went to nike? nike yeah yeah he left to go to nike and that night the stock lost 50 bucks i remember it was like 225 close went down like 180 or something 
Never even got close to their after hours. That was the ultimate buying opportunity. 213.99 was the low on that the next day. So over you know 30 points, 25 points higher from where the after hours low was. And then it's just been straight up ever since and getting all back. I guess you're, you know, these cloud stocks, they're just, the story is still there. And you know, the story cools off for a bit, but then it gets hot again. Hard, hard to be bearish these things. Uh, Spitter said I said to buy it at 210. I, I wish I, I probably meant $2.10 now. <laughs> no, no I, right, I, I don't own it. Full disclosure, I don't own it. And I'm not, uh, I'm not sure. I wish I owned it. Zoom, uh, just a quick no, update back, back on to that. Okta. Wait, can we do Okta? We got distracted. Yeah, we're all oh. over the place. Okay, TA. Got to take my medicine this morning. Okay, TA. Joel got to take his pill. 1763 the low i'm jumping in here is 11750 you need to hold the low of the move and it's trying to hold the low of the move it's got it back it was down to over lower 114 we're back up i want you to see the hold that low of the move one uh, yeah for me i'd say there's a trap door to 115 easy here if uh, you take that out 11460 and 11490 that was a pair of lows from 1115 and 1118 the old trap door trade what about big big lots Give Big Lots some love. Holy mackerel. They love Big Lots again. It is the number one on my up filter. This wow. Mover. Number one stock is Big Lots. Remember, we used uh, to always have a retailer moving 20% in one direction or the other. That was, I think it was last quarter. Been- we have this now, too, Big Lots. It's yep. a 20% mover for the day. EPS. Just don't know the direction. EPS beat, sales beat, guidance beat. Actually, guidance was, was in line. So, Holy mackerel. That's a move. Yeah, boy, I don't know. Let's uh, see if we can take a look. Just busting. Yeah, right now it's saying, don't sell me as of right now. That's what it's uh, the pre-market chart is telling you. Trying to get the highs of the pre-market session. 23.38, pretty good volume in this one. I would have said 21 was resistance, but it blew through that. Um, I don't know. Are you going to make a run here at 23.54? That's the only number I can give you right now. 23 this is called 2360 because i see two highs 2354 and 2385 so there's some this one's been so out of favor for so long go out to the weeklies you know 50 down to 19 um i don't know if there's short interest on this thing but i'll tell you there could be some you know people saying okay now i want to come in the story is turning here people like to be buying you know these ones when they start to turn it around um it's been such an ugly ugly two years for big lots this thing could go to 25 and would still be in a serious downtrend. So there's room. There's room to keep running. Again, you're in the middle of nowhere here. I can't come in here and say, oh, I want to buy a 2330 or I want to sell a 2330. I just don't think there's a trade there. I think it's up to 25. It gets interesting, but it's got so much, it'll have so much momentum if it gets up there. Maybe it can blow through it too. I think I almost let the dust settle on this one and it's a no touch for me today on big yeah, lots. Yeah, that's it. It's a hard touch. one. Yeah. Hard, right, hard, uh, hard shirts today. Give us an easy one. All right, give us a give us a layup here. Spencer. Yeah, we need an easy one. You want a layup chart? Yeah. Something that we can like analyze and say, hey, you know, this is how, good or bad. How zoomies is that? Is that a layup? Let's go oh, check it out. It That's a retailer too, right? Mall yeah. retailer. Yeah. They sell all weird stuff. Like purple shoes and stuff. Yeah, like it's crazy yeah. stuff. I haven't looked at the chart, so I don't know if it's an easy 30, one. Thirty-four I, bucks. It yeah, is pretty. <laughs> we and Joel were all over thirty-four. Let's see what happens at 34. Has it hit yep. it yet? Up on light volume. 
bunch of highs, 3391, 3415, 34.12. Let's see if you still got that same sneaky seller here at 34. Sneaky. Because, Those sellers are so sneaky. Yeah, because they don't just show your size at 34 that you can sneaky lean on. Sneaky sellers. They start at 33.90, and then they go, okay, we're not going to show anything at 34. We're going to let it go to 34.15, and then we're going to come in with a couple hundred dollars. Yeah, that's how they do it. Yeah. Can't just show the size because then guys like you. Um, yeah, step ahead of it. Yeah, step ahead of it, like the good old days. All right, eight forty-seven. We got three uh, minutes before we're going to go into the hot potato okay, segment there, minutes. and uh, we'll get to that in three minutes. Just before we go to that, um, I want to talk. And again, you know, not getting market structure here with you, but this financial transaction tax is still scaring the hell out of me. And now we had Biden yesterday saying he would support the financial transaction tax too. So on the Democratic side, just to keep you know, you know, Bernie Sanders supports the financial transaction tax. Biden supports the financial transaction tax. Elizabeth Warren supports the financial transaction tax. If you're a trader, you got to think twice about voting Democrat right now. And I'm not saying you know that you know to Trump, no Trump. I'm just saying if you trade stocks and they put a financial transaction tax in, this is directly going to impact you. If it's 0.1 percent or 0.2 percent, just imagine they throw it in there and they're going to say it's zero. Let's say conservatively they put it at 0.1 percent. So for every transaction you do, every ten thousand dollar transaction. They're going to give you a bill for a hundred bucks. Is that right? Or is it 10 bucks? Did I do the math wrong? Thousand bucks, 10,000 bucks, 1%. So it'd be, yeah, $10 yeah. on every $10,000. So you do a trade for 10 grand, it's $10. You do another trade, you buy a stock, $10,000 worth, it's 10 bucks. You sell the stock, say so all of a sudden, you just got worse than free commissions. So, you know, you Robinhood traders out there listening to this, yeah, you can have uh, all the free trading you want, but all of a sudden, we're going to start charging you on your, on your transaction. That's what the financial transaction tax is proposing. It's, to, to, it's supposed to be on stock trades. So they're saying, you know, if, and, 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 and some estimates they were saying it was gonna be as much as like 0.5%. So I would hope that this would not get through the house. I would hope this would not get approved, but it is scary and would put a lot of traders out of business. Imagine, you know, you're going right back to the eighties when you had like huge commissions you used to have to pay. That's basically like brand commissions back. That's, what, also- you're, that's what it's doing. Also, if you, you know, if, um, you know, besides from the trading perspective, from the investing perspective too, I mean. Yeah, every, every time your mutual fund makes a trade, it's going to be 0.1% off the top. So every, so you have to get 0.2% to break even basically if they, if they do the 0.1%, just think about that, you know, so like, it's not that easy. The market's moving 0.6% today. So if you're a day trader out there and you've got to do 0.2% to break even on your trades, good luck. I'll be, you know, going and getting a job. Maybe I'll have to open my Quiznos again because I'll be out of business. But it's not just me out of business. Um, you know, it'd be, I think all of your day trading is, I think it's done. I think day traders are done if they put that financial transaction tax in. I think that... Uh, you might as well blow I, up, the, you completely blow up the retail brokerage industry. I don't well, think it can ever get approved, even though they support it. There we go. I'm agreeing with you and JV spec here. Even, yeah, I, I agree. I don't think they could ever get this through, but I just want everybody to understand what they are proposing. You know, when Biden says, yes, I think that's a good idea. I would support that. They are basically saying that day traders, we don't want you in the markets. I mean, I believe that day traders provide liquidity. Day traders are out there helping the price discovery process. You know, I don't believe this evil speculator. Speculation is important for the markets because it allows people to get in and out of trades. So it's not only the repercussions of you having to pay that. It's the repercussions of there being less people out there now and the market being less liquid. 
So when Joe Institution comes in to sell a big chunk of stock, there's no buyers there yeah, because so everybody's got to pay these transactions. You don't have the speculator providing liquidity anymore. It's a terrible idea. And it's equivalent. It's going to blow up the whole retail brokerage industry if that ever got approved. Now, we're a long ways away from there. First of all, you know, we obviously don't even know. We're looking at 2020. But I'm just saying, when I hear this, I want everybody to understand, you know, what they're talking about. They're talking about you as a trader, you know, basically trying to put you out of business. And let's do one rating and then we'll go to the hot potato. And I sure. want to talk about Tesla here because uh, this one's interesting. So there's a, there's a lot to digest here from Adam Jonas and Morgan Stanley. Um, he typically, when he does, does these nodes, he does a bull case and a bear case. So what's new today is he is... Then what good is he? Well, I mean... I He's extreme I can... too. Give us the bull case and give us the bear okay, case. So what, these are as what, wide... Um, as, uh, as Christian Frommert's tweeted to me last night, you could drive a Tesla truck through these, <laughs> through these gold so, trucks. So, so the bear case has not changed. His price target for the bear case is still $250. That is, that is unchanged. What is new today is he has raised, uh, the price target on his bull case to $500. So he's, he's increasing his price target, his, his best case scenario there, uh, for Tesla on the back of, uh, he sees an increased demand surge in the first half of next year. So he said that I'll just read some quotes here to be clear. We are not bullish on Tesla longer term. And then I'll just skip ahead here. We're not bullish longer term here. We are prepared for a potential surge in sentiment through the first half of 2020, but a question, the sustainability, we continue to believe Tesla is fundamentally overvalued, but potentially strategically undervalued. Figured out that one. <laughs> this is nuts. I mean, make a call. You know, he's in the note and he's got, you know, and, and, and this is true. There was like a, is there something in the note that says about a $10 price, like a potential $10 scenario too? Yeah, the firm. Okay, the yeah, zero hedge. Yeah, I didn't read yeah, the note, but yeah, I saw it on yeah, zero hedge. It was yeah, saying like this low bear yeah. bear case scenario is 10 bucks. Yes, yes. That, that's also true. So, so you buy it here at the stop at 10. So, so the, the base case, <laughs> he's got all his bases covered. The base case has not changed. Uh, that's at two fifty. The bear Base case, case is two fifty. Okay, the go. Bear case is ten dollars. Oh bull case is five hundred dollars. All right, this is all nice. So it's going to go to one of those three. It shows you're in a bull market when they ignore all the other stuff, though, and they just see oh five hundred dollar PT exactly. or five hundred dollar, and the stock's up seven bucks on the note. He also said it could go to ten bucks. He's not really that bullish. I, uh, the note is crazy. So make a call. You know, obviously this guy, when you write a note like this, he can't be wrong. He's like, oh, here's a bull case. Here's a bear case. He's hedged his bets completely. Uh, he's, he's brilliant. It's, it's brilliant. He's, brilliant. <laughs> he's going to be right no matter what. He's right. He's, he's, he's right. He's going people, to be right. There's people, no stopping this guy from being right. Do people pay for this research? Yes. Oh, they do. Okay. Yes. Okay. The bull uh, case, the bear case, the bear case, 10 bucks. Just to recap, the bear case is 10 bucks. The bull case is 500 and the baseline, you know, the price target is two fifty. Right in the middle. <laughs> Head scratcher. Okay. okay. Let's do. Let's, let's stop talking nonsense and let's start talking hot potato because uh, we've got a segment here. We can't play the music anymore, though. Correct? We can't. Well, but we can. I, I, I've decided not to do it. Just right. we we can. We they don't like us playing the music do it today. We um, got a warning. Yeah, because we're making so much money off YouTube here. <laughs> that, uh, yeah, play it. I mean, whatever. all right, fine. Play we're not playing. It. We're not, not going to play the music. Hot no, potato, we're going to. Hot potato. We're going to. Play. 
that. Wait, can I, I even say that? I, I probably can't even I say Hopkins. Up, I, I, I hadn't even pulled it up on my screen, so give me one second to pull it up. So anyway, so we said we were reminded uh, Dennis yesterday. Uh, reminder, Dennis, you said yeah. I think you wanted to do this. So yeah. at eight forty, uh, seven forty-five. I remind Dennis, he goes, oh, yeah, I forgot to do that. I, I totally sure. forgot. So I, I was in a fast market to come up with some pretty, a pretty good topic and a pretty good, uh, 10 pretty good questions here. So I was in a fast market here. I did this all in about 10 minutes this morning. So, and I think I did a pretty good job in my 10 minutes of homework. It's like right. back to school. I forgot to study for the test. Exactly. Oh, we're all going to play it. Don't play it. We are going to play it. <laughs> play it. You already played it. Oh, you're going to get kicked right off. Okay. All right, Joel, uh, Dennis. Maybe they didn't hear it. Dennis, show, <laughs> didn't hear it. Dennis, show us the way here. Show us the All way. All right, so. Close your chats, Spencer. Yeah, chat. I, yeah okay. It's, this is going to be between Joel and Spencer. And yesterday was a very important day. It was Walt Disney's 118th birthday. He was born oh. on December 5th, 1901. So that. to celebrate Walt Disney's birthday, happy birthday, Walt, we have a Disney hot potato so we have 10 disney questions and obviously disney owns a lot of stuff now i think spencer do i get like a little agit like two like a spread like plus that's a lot of questions like spencer minus two we have 10 and we also have a bonus question if you guys are tied so it's five to joel five to spencer who wants to go first does you decide you're you're gonna let you guys decide oh my gosh really all right then i'll go first okay here is the first question Okay. Yeah. This is going back because Walt Disney was a long time ago here. So we want to go back all the way to Disney's first animated film. What was it? Uh, that's Steamboat Willie. Is that right? No, it's wrong. Really? Joel, do you want to steal? First animated film. Animated. It's not Steamboat Willie? Not, not according to Google. Oh, my gosh. Um, okay. Wow. It's a, it's a big one. Mickey Mouse? Oh, maybe I'm wrong. Aviator One says Steamboat Willie too. Am I wrong? <laughs> I mean, I'm I did sure. put this together in ten minutes. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's Steamboat Willie. Hang on. Okay, <laughs> Disney's first animated. Jesus. Movie. Uh, with, sure with sound or without sound? No, it's popping up on Google. It's not Steamboat Willie. Okay, fine. Then I'm wrong. Sure. I, although there's a couple people that said it. I could be wrong. It's okay. First animated film. It's a big one. Uh, okay. You didn't have to go off the board with Steamboat Willie. Sorry. Snow White. You're right, Joel. Wait, wait, yeah. Time, time out. Time out a second. Time out a second. Okay. You're, all right. Movie was made in 1937. I, I, I will give you that one. What you meant to say though was feature film. Steamboat Willie. What's the difference? He all he did was shorts for like 20 years. Oh yeah, we weren't talking shorts. Oh my goodness. Okay, fine. I'll give animated, you that. animated. I'll give you that one, but movie. we're both right on that one. Okay. All right. All right. Well, okay. Okay. So uh, this is what happens when you put together five minutes okay. before this. It's all right. Go. Okay. So Spencer, I'm going to throw you a layup for this one. Wait, that was he, that was just Spencer. No, I'm throwing it, but you stole the point. I'm going back to Spencer because he didn't like his question. <laughs> this is an easy one. Name five of the seven dwarfs from Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Oh, oh gosh. Okay. Five. You only have to get five. <laughs> I don't know if I can do this. Uh, grumpy. Yep. Yeah. Uh, dopey is three. Yep. Sneezy. Oh, he's there for one more. Bashful. Oh, he did it. Ding. Okay, okay, okay. We gotta give the, I can't I don't control the buzzer here. So go no, ding ding. No, we have no buzzer. Uh, oh. but, okay. excellent work. I'm impressed. Cool. That was, excellent work. Okay, Joel. Okay, going to Joel. You're getting a layup here too, Joel. This is a pitch right up the middle. 
we've been talking a lot about Frozen 2. And, ah, you know, obviously, okay. and Frozen, and my kids love Frozen. So I'm going to, there's going to be two, actually, two uh, questions. One to Joel, one to Spencer, both on Frozen. Okay. First question is, the princess in Frozen is Elsa. What is her sister's name? To Joel. <laughs> I have no Spencer, idea. Spencer, you can steal. I've never, well, I have I never mean, saw I, I, the movie. I, I, I'm not going to take it from him when he's I'm still not, going. I've never saw, I would just, I know, why don't you ask me, who plays the voice of Elsa? And I will say Kristen Bell from The Good Place. And you would be wrong. No, that, that, that's the other one. Because she, oh, yeah. she plays the voice of this sister. That's another oh. tip for another hint for I, Spencer. I, so, I never saw so the character is Anna, right? You're correct. Yeah. Okay. Spencer, solid here. So we got two one Spencer. And now, actually, Spencer stole that one. So this is going back to Spencer. And this is a real easy one. Name well, the snowman. Uh, Olaf. I've seen Frozen. Yeah, ah, you're laughing. Joel Frozen. wouldn't have got that one. I never no, saw no, Frozen, Frozen at all. <laughs> you got to go watch Frozen. Get yourself prepared for this stuff. Okay, next. Oh, is it 3-1? Joel, you're getting killed here. Three, one. Joel, I'm going to give you an easy one. This one you will get. This is back. You certainly have saw this movie. We're going to Robin Hood. Robin Hood. From the what was the name of Robin Hood's famous sidekick? Oh, Friar Tuck. Oh, no. <laughs> Joel! <laughs> yeah but okay that's that that's like kind of true but it's not like his true sidekick is little john right ah, robin hood but, little john running through the forest right? okay jeez okay little john of course little john i mean i, I read the, that I, little that version i saw i read the book there. not the version i saw this is like 4-1 now you're getting right i knew i was here. in trouble i don't watch it go ahead go ahead that's all right all um, right two that, we're going that, to that now is, to the lion king uh, easy questions as well i'm guys i wrote this really easy because i knew you guys, i knew well, anyways i knew joel wouldn't know anything about any disney movie so i had to go easy okay lion king who's this to me or spencer i don't even know we're we're, we're going to spencer here now because we went to joel last couple times and I, I can't like get any lion of them right king. so we're going to spencer and in the lion king obviously the cub who becomes the lion king eventually his name was simba but what was his father's name? The original king of the pride in The Lion King. Mufasa. Oh, yeah. Spencer okay. all over it. Ding, 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 ding. Scar. Joel. Joel. Yo, Joel. You're, you're already Nala. beating each other. It's giving you a layup. Joel. What was his brother's name? He just said it. Okay. Uh, say it again. Uh, Mufasa's brother. You just said it. Yeah. You, Scar. Yeah. Yeah, Scar. See, okay. these are easy. See how nice I am to you guys? And Nala. You know so, who Nala was? So easy. Nice. So nice to us. All right, now we're going to be mean. Going to Cinderella. The main antagonist in Cinderella, the villain, was right. the wicked stepmother. What was her name, Mr. Joel Alconan? Wow, that is hard. Well, I don't know that one. Well, there's what only one name pops in my mind. Cruella de Vil? That's the best guess I could have come up with. That's not right. but Ladies Remain. Okay, I wouldn't who, have gotten who that. Was that was a mean yeah. one. That was that was hard. Was she in the movie? No. What is it? What's the score now? Is it five two? I believe. I'm uh, yeah, it's five. I, I've been keeping track. It's five two. Okay, Joel, we're gonna give you all three of these, and there's only three questions left. Here we go. You get all three. You could potentially tie, but Spencer can steal at any time. So we're gonna be really nice to Joel and try to get him back in this. In. We're going to Star Wars. We're finishing all with Star Wars, uh, and we're even gonna get more specific. I, and we're gonna finish all with Darth Vader. Oh, man. Darth Vader. He knows I hate Star Wars movies. Yes. Darth Vader, the father of Luke Skywalker. What was his name in the the series? Before he became Darth Vader. 
Oh, man. What was his name? It's a tough one, Joel. Joel doesn't watch Star Wars, so Joel, Joel, yeah, Joel gonna, does not know. You're, you didn't watch any of these movies. James Earl Jones? <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're jumping Solo? ahead. This could help you, but no, we're not saying who, who – we're not saying – the name and the character, no, the character's okay. name. Okay, doesn't know. Moving on. Next was, was, do you know it, Spencer? Not, yes, of course. Anakin Skywalker. There you go. Okay. Okay, Joel, you're going to lose. But, okay, easy one. You can just repeat what you just said. I was going to say, who played the voice of Darth Vader? Right, James Earl Jones. He went to Michigan. All right, the hard one. Who actually played – He went to Michigan. Who actually played the physical character in the movie? Awesome. Like, who, who played – who was the body of Darth Vader? This is an impossible <sighs> question. Who's behind the mask in those three movies? And obviously, Star Wars and Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. Okay. Who played the body? What? It wasn't Mark Hamill. No. Uh, that, was, that was Luke. Yeah. Um, is he a well-known actor? No. Um, no. No, it's really hard. It was a really mean one. impossible question. I don't know the answer. This is an impossible yeah, question. Yeah, what is it? Who is it? Some guy. <laughs> it's some guy. <laughs> David Prowse. Okay. Who played okay. C-3PO? Anthony Daniels. Okay. You guys you guys did pretty good. Considering you came I, up with those questions at like 7.50 yeah, no, this morning. <laughs> I did pretty good. That was like pretty good homework it for the been 10 horrible. minutes. It could have been a lot yeah, worse. But I, I, <laughs> I even had a theme going. Even a happy birthday to Walt. Joel knew you, you would forget and he was right. Yeah, I was sure you did. Of course I forgot. <laughs> yeah. I forget right. everything. All right. Uh, I'm old now. I forget. We've gone a few minutes over, guys. Any final thoughts as we head into the weekend here for today? Uh, well, we hit 38.50, <laughs> so that was uh, that my second target on the upside. So continuation through the pre-market high takes you Monday's interday high, 31.45 and a quarter. Coming back on the downside, if we did get any kind of pullback here in the market, I'd look for support at 31.28. All right, that's it for our show. I want to thank our guest, Fari Hamzi. Thanks to all of you in our chat rooms, both of them. If you missed any part of our show, catch our podcast or rewatch the show on YouTube, please remember all the information on pre-market prep meant to be used as informational purposes only, not for investing or trading advice. Everyone have a great rest of your day. Have a great weekend. We'll be back with you on Monday morning. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.